Hey yo, it's a talk show host, Kana Lassiter. Join me for an episode of Relations, the most lit, lit hour of adult conversation. Hold up, hold up, you know you can't forget about me. It's 51 Spade, Alpha Male G-O-D, one half of Relations. You want to hear the truth? Can you, can you, can you handle the truth? It's where it's at, baby. It's where it's at, baby. What's good? Welcome to another lit hour of adult conversation. This is Relations. My name is Kana Lassiter. It's your boy, 51 Spade, Alpha Male, G-O-D, A-K-A, the ninja you love to hate. I'm in the building. <laughs> we have another exciting show planned for you guys tonight. Two exciting topics. The first one is the thin line between control and respect and does a side chick self-designate? Very fun topics tonight. Let's start with the theory that side chicks self-designate. Because I'm kind of on the fence. And hopefully everybody understands what we mean by self-designate. We'll explain that. Self-designate means come into a situation and already know their place. Does a side chick do that? Do they do that? What do you think, Alpha Male? Do they side do side chicks self-designate? Uh they can. I don't think they I don't think they want to. Um it, it every every situation just depends. It's 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 always gonna be situational. Okay. So I'm interested, it just depends. And you don't think they want to. I think that's what I wanted to say. That was interesting when you said that. You don't think they want to, because I I'm actually on the fence too. For me, it's a yes and a no. I think that um, it's a no because I don't think men approach situations like, hey, I got a shorty. You could be my side chick. Mm -hmm. I think most side chicks only self-designate when they actually pursue someone mm -hmm. that's already in the situation. So I think it just depends on what, what is the root? How did this whole connection begin? How did y'all hook up? If you hooked up knowing he had a girlfriend, you pursued him, you just wanted to fuck him so bad, yes. Mm -hmm. You are someone that's going to self-designate. But if you are someone that got caught in his crosshairs, his entanglements, then he lied to you in some way to bring you aboard. And so I don't think a side chick is going to self-designate in that type of situation. That's not true either. I mean, I, but I feel I feel what you're saying though. I could see both sides of the fence, but I, that, the reason I say the situation is because sometimes it depends on the guy and where he is in life, the status that he have. Like that's the reason. Those are the majority of reasons why a side chick would try to self-designate themselves into the situation. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like a lot of times with when you're talking about sex and meeting people and stuff like that, I've often told you, like, if you fuck a chick, like, actually the first time, but I would say two at most, they feel like you go together. Just all the way across the board anyway. Like, if you fucking me, then we go together. It, it could probably depend on if a condom came off or, you know. Some things happen. Some some things might, some things might happen, right. but... You know, they'll feel like, well, because we're fucking, we go together. Mm -hmm. And the guy sometimes don't really have to do anything. So I would say, look at, you know, like what's going on. Like some, some women know how to play the field. But I also feel like it just depends on the women. Because mm -hmm. you have lonely women. You have desperate women. Mm -hmm. You have 
you know, like I've even gave, I hate to say this word, but it's not another word I can use, but I call it mercy fucks. Like a lot of times if you give mercy fucks, they self-designate because, you know, a lot of women, sometimes they be like, they think it, they think guys don't do it because women do a lot of that shit. They be like, well, I was bored. So I let them fuck. You, uh, you was in a drought. So you let them fuck. Like women give like a bunch of these excuses of why they let them fuck because you're lonely and you just wasn't thinking right. But it do happen to guys sometimes. And I don't really want to say like on that level. Right. But a lot of times like some guys be in clubs sometimes and you just you just ass out like every chick that you didn't try to hit. And it might just be one that you just like, well, fuck it. Come on, then and fuck. But that don't mean I want to go with you. Right. That mean that I'm finna hit. And that's over, but some women don't take that too well. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go deep because it's a common enough topic that you could actually stay on the surface and it be a, an okay conversation. Mm-hmm. I had to self-reflect, as I always do when we come up with these topics and say, have I ever self-designated? And I'll tell you I have, and it was a comfort zone. It was very comfortable for me to go into the situation feeling like I was the powerful person. I already know what I got, what's going on. I know who you with. I know when I can see you. Powerful. powerful it felt like, like, it felt like because I wasn't being lied to, it felt like because I already knew the situation, I could keep my feelings at bay, one, because I knew what the situation was. Mm. It just felt, I felt a certain amount of power knowing my place. In that situation, I didn't need to do that. I can stay over here. I can get my rocks off. You can go on about your business. It it felt very powerful in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think that women self-designate one as a defense mechanism when they're knowing they're in a situation where they can get hurt. You go into a situation well saying, well, I know I'm number two or I know I'm just the sideline and you adapt this behavior like it's okay. But I think it is, in fact, a defense mechanism. I used it. I'm, I'm, I'm just the homegirl. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what your situation is. You're better at keeping secrets when you're that way because you have an understanding. And it actually can, I think it can disguise itself as camaraderie. I think it can disguise itself as you being a good friend. You know what I'm saying? I could I could be very friendly with him because I already know what his situation is. I could talk to him about his situation. Mm-hmm. I could be a um, a lending ear. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, when I self designated, it was to put me in a position of power, not in a lower position than the girlfriend or wife at home. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, you might be rare, and you might have just been in a good situation, because typically that's not gonna happen. Um, one thing I could say, because you said, was I was listening to you, you said one key word that women are definitely not good at. You said, "I can keep a secret." Now we all know <laughs> women can't hold water. Like <laughs> it, it don't matter. The time, the rhyme, the reason, it just don't matter. Like, like they invented, like, marriage law so y'all don't have to testify because y'all will. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just one of those things. Like, women don't hold water all that well. If uh, once y'all become, um, what's that saying? 
uh, a woman scorned. Mm. Like once a woman becomes scorned, they give up all kind of information. Like, like you don't see men like with tell-all books and all this type of shit going on. It's typically the women that's ratting everything, everything out, and and, everything. And, and and the man might have did his due diligence and paid his dues and paid your rent and did all this shit, but because you can't have them no more, because we talking about self-designating, because you can't have them no more, or he comes to the realization that, you know, hey, I just want to start off with a clean slate with my wife, girlfriend, or whoever, so we just can't fuck around no more, and when y'all hear those words, we can't fuck around no more, that's when shit become a bomb. Yeah, and I'm not saying like it's right because we probably, you know, we shouldn't have been fucking around with you in the first place. But, you know, I don't think they're going to take your stance because every time I've seen it, it's like women feel the need to email, text, send pictures. This is me and your man. This is what we were doing. Mm -hmm. I was sucking his dick. We was doing this, this, and that. And I'd be like, what's all the hostility about? Yeah, like, I never like, understood like, that theory because it's not like, you're gonna leave who you're with it, after she exposes you. Like, I mean, exactly. how's that supposed to win your love? Exactly, and I never get that either because I'm like, if you blow my spot up, I'm trying to figure out like why you think <laughs> right. that I'm gonna leave mine and then go to you. Cause it, I ain't never seen that happen. Right. Like majority of the time, the guys always like, look, I ain't finna leave my wife. You know, I got kids, I got all this going on. I it, it's been fun while it lasted, but. It just can't. So when you said that word whole secret, I just don't see that. Yeah. And another thing is sometimes I feel like some women act like they don't know what they look like. And I hate to come off this way, but it's sometimes it's like you know where you belong. Like you you know what which what what kind of man you can get, what kind of man you can't get, where you kinda, you know, deserve to be. And sometimes women be reaching for the stars. Like, the man be way out of reach. Those be the ones that's really trying to self-designate themselves. Right. Um, that that bothers me just a little bit. That's cool. Just be because it kind of borders on the, the fine line of mental health or preying on a weaker individual to be in that type of situation. So I'm a little, I'm a little iffy there. But before I really went there, I wanted to dig back into um, what you said about self-designating. Because when you said, I, I, I made a statement about holding a secret. And you made the statement that once that line is kind of crossed, what do you expect to happen? When it happened to me, I first of all self-designated to make the guy feel comfortable being at my spot. I think that's the first part about a woman self-designating is if you know that you're the other woman, you've got to make the situation he's coming to feel really safe. Like no one's coming over. No one's going to call. You know, you, you kind of we know where you're going to park your car. You understand there are things you, that you do knowing that this person has a significant other. So that's the first thing I did was make the situation really, really comfortable for the other person. So. My mess up was when I, the guy, we actually had a pretty good setup where I was seeing him probably, I would say, he would come by and smash maybe, let's say, twice a month. And out of that, I felt like I was getting feelings. So even though I had self-designated and made him feel safe, 
comfortable, your secret safe with me. You know what I'm saying? I got your favorite drink over here. When he was leaving one day, I said to him, I think I'm starting to fall in love with you. And he said, why? I thought you said you weren't going to do that. And it was gut-wrenching because at that moment, I drew the line in the sand. And I, that's the first time I've ever been ghosted before ghosted became a word. You deserve to be, be ghosted. <laughs> you deserve to be ghosted. I, I just said... That is like the cruel... I just got finished telling you this. Like, that's, like that hurt my feelings. Sometimes you need hard truth. Like, this, this is... We not here... Because, see, I feel like I would be lying to the... To the for one, we would be lying to the relations family if I was to let you get away with that. Like, you deserve to be ghosted. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it was something I was just talking about. Like, I feel like women have problems like fucking and then keeping their feelings at bay. Not necessarily what a man can do. Like, anytime, like, a woman catches a man, he'll say, hey, it really wasn't nothing. That was just some pussy. I was just fucking it. See, it's different for women. And that's why I said, like, that self-designating shit just don't work for y'all. Because it's, I think it's kind of impossible for y'all to be fucking somebody. And, and then... Fall. It and not fall for them. And the guy can be as transparent as can be. Like for me, like one of the things that I hate that women do is like I hate when they ask. Like if you a side chick, don't ask me nothing about my old lady. Don't ask me about where they work at. Don't ask me how she doing. Just don't even mention that. Like those are one of the, the cardinal rules where I feel like I shouldn't have to explain this shit, but mm -hmm. often find myself doing is like, well, your old lady at crib, why is you asking about my old lady? We gonna fuck away. Like, it's that's when you when men start to become a little irritated and you start, you know, being kind of pushy like that because it's like you should know better. But yet and all it still don't it don't happen. But wait and, a minute now, don't forget the thin line now between side chick and her trying to make also, self-designating is making you making the other person comfortable. So understand that that com that conversation might be coming from a place of you can talk to me. It's okay for us to talk about your wife. When you These are the things that come with self-designation now, I because it. she's admitting, hey, I know I'm the other woman. So it. nothing is. That's her part. That's her saying. All transparency is welcome because I know I'm the other woman. So why can't we talk about your wife? I got you. Remember that word I was saying not too long ago when I said keep secrets? Mm -hmm. That's This is what I'm talking about. It's like, and I hate to say this, but this is probably the best way I can explain it. Growing up, I'm quite sure you, many of our audience and stuff like that, you will often come into a situation where whether it's your dad, your grandmama, uh, maybe, they, uh, maybe your parents are having a gathering and this and that and they tell you, stay in a kid's place. There's a such thing as like stay in a woman's place too. And when it comes to situations that's dealing with that, that's where you're not staying in your place. You can self-designate all you want to. You crossing lines when you start talking about other their significant other, their other mate. You're crossing lines. This is a line that you should never, ever talk about crossing. You shouldn't be mentioning, you know, their name, spouse, any of those type of things. And I think women do that because when shit goes not right for them, that's when pictures, videos. They have all, information they should they have, have all, because you yeah, allowed the conversation. Because you allowed the conversation. So what that is, is like I call it like it's like a trick. That, you know, sometimes guys often fall for like that shit that you're talking about. 
you know, hey, I want you to be safe. It's a safe environment. You can talk. You are not my therapist. You're my pussiest. You know what I'm saying? You're not my therapist. We're not here to be talking. We're here to be fucking. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you need to know the difference because I'm like, sometimes, and, and I'm going to say a lot of times, even why guys have side chicks is because we don't want to talk. We do enough of that shit at home. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't come, like, I'm not leaving my wife and my girlfriend to come come over here and talk to you. Like, I, I can do that shit at home. I don't want to do that. But I think what men forget is just that action alone gives the other woman power. We are ready to switch gears. That You think that's just such a little thing. Oh, I don't want to talk. I just want to go from point A to point B. Fuck and go back. I, it's, that is still letting the side chick know that she's needed. She's needed for that 5 minute, 10 minute, 15 minute hour break that you need from your wife. You just gave her the incentive to self-designate, become comfortable, have that conversation because she knows that she's someone who's needed in that moment that you're talking about. Even though you're saying you don't want to have a conversation, you're still saying out loud that I need you. For pussy purposes, not for talking. Okay, that may be all well and good, but she's still providing you a level of comfort. And I don't think a lot of people look at that as something that blurs the line. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is something that blurs the line. It might, the it might be something that blurs the line. So now <laughs> I'm going to flip it and I'm going to show you the difference between a man and a woman. Often, you know, I've been in situations where I've been the side dude. And the last thing that I ever, ever wanted to hear from a woman was about they do. I get why you're here. I understand you having problems at home. I understand that, you know, we're going to fuck. But women often, like, feel like they need to spill tea about everything. And I hate to be rude and be like, listen, I don't want to talk about that shit. Like, your dude over there and your problems over there, this and that. But it's like, I feel like that is the biggest difference. Like, what did you do to make her feel comfortable enough to even have that conversation with you. I didn't. That's the key that's the key question right there because like I Let said Let me finish talking so ahead. you so you start so you start because you always flapping your gums. Like the one thing that I often did was once they start to talk about that, I often tell them like I'm not here for that. Um I'm not here to be your therapist. I'm not here to have hold that conversation, stuff like that. And the reason I think is is good for them to hear those type of things is so they won't get caught up. I feel like a lot of times if guys would say to, you know, the women, like, listen, I'm not here for that. We got a short amount of time. This is the window that we in, and this is all it's going to be. But in reverse, I had to do that because I'm like, I'm not really here to hear your problems. I'm here for a situation that we, you agreed upon, I agreed upon, and we can do. And that's often like why I I feel it works better for guys versus women. I just have an issue with, now, so be it, in, in the entanglement, I'm sure that conversation happens. I'm sure that it happens. I'll give you that. Especially if you it's a side chick and she already know you have somebody. But I don't think there are a lot of encounters, first encounters, where men are just blatantly saying, I don't want to talk. I don't want to go to dinner. I really just want to come to your house, fuck you, and leave. And then she just hand you some coochie coupons and let you turn them in whenever you want to, and you get what you want. It happens. It, it just don't. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's rare. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you like an example of, of, of why. Like, that's why 
earlier I said that it, it typically happens when women are mainly like vulnerable, like they're in a vulnerable state. So that's when these type of situation happens. When you like, I'm lonely, you let somebody fuck, you, your body count became a, another body count. When you put somebody on there, you're like, damn, how did he even fuck? It's because you was in that vulnerable state that I'm talking about when you were lonely and you're not thinking all that well. You might be out of town and it's your your friend or some shit like that that you didn't really plan on giving them some pussy. But because y'all have like niggas that kind of just hang around and y'all really not hip to the thing because y'all think he really around you because he's really a friend. No, like guys... They wait for a long amount of time for some pussy that they really want because they're like, at some point in time, you're going to be so vulnerable that you're going to give that pussy up. I just have to be at the right space at the right time and you'll be crazy enough to do it. And then once it once it happened, you wake up like, what just happened? And he wake up like, see, I knew it. If I just hung around long enough, she'd be stupid enough to give me this pussy. And... It's those are words that ain't even being said, and, and all you women that's sitting there looking like that know somebody's around, and so the next time you looking over and talking about that's your buddy, yeah, okay, couple of months now here who has some dick off in you. So it happens like that because y'all often have those states. Men don't really have states like that. We're not really getting pussy thrown to us like that. Like when you saying like a coochie coupon, that's the reason being. So the ones that you turning down is the nigga that probably was asking you to take you out, and he like. Man, I don't want to go to dinner. Can't we just go to your crib? Right. See, that that's the chill. that's the one that's that you got. It ain't getting. Smashed. But that's the one that's honest. That's trying to tell you like it is what it is. But he ain't catch you in no vulnerable state, so you in your <laughs> right state of mind to be like, well, if we not going out to dinner, then we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> so you're you so you're saying we have plenty of encounters where people are transparent. We yeah. just don't. And just saying, like, it doesn't always happen like that. So that's why I gave that example, because, like, a lot of times when you got took, like, I often say, like, women don't realize it. It's like you're walking around with a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's your pussy. So it's like you're walking around with a million dollars. And it's like if I had a million dollars in a knapsack, I could walk in the hood and nobody would know I have it. But if I say, well, I got a million dollars in my backpack and then I walk out of here, I'm not going to get far right well that's how far y'all don't get with that pussy see every time y'all stop at a gas station someone trying to holler every time y'all stop in a grocery store someone trying to holler it's like y'all walk around with it y'all just don't realize like that's just what it is that don't happen to guys you get what i'm saying so when you do become in that vulnerable state that's typically why that you know sometimes y'all see it sometimes y'all don't and it just depends on the guy i really don't think a lot of women who accept those positions anyway are in a state of vulnerability. I'll tell you where they're at. They're at a place where for every 10 men that you meet, two are really available, and out of that two, one is gay. So, okay. there are a short number of men out there who are candidates. You know what I'm saying? So once you find one that can dick you down, even if he has a situation in today's climate, Women are like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. And so that's the frame of mind in which you self-designate because you're accepting the situation you're in. I don't think I've been in a place where it was just like, oh my God, I just made a bad decision and fuck this guy that, that's married. It would, I, That wasn't the situation mm -hmm. because 
I, that's just not my character. You know what I'm saying? Usually. But your character would be. 99% like, of the time, I'm in my right state of mind when but, I'm getting some dick. Okay, but your character would be like in your right state of mind would just agree not to fuck a married man at all. So you was wasn't in your right state of mind, and I'm debunking your theory. What you talking about? Talking about you was, I was never in, in my right state of mind. No, you was not in your right state of mind. If you was fucking somebody that was married, you were not in your right state of mind. <laughs> I don't care. Like that's what I'm talking about right here. It's like that's the problem with women. You trying to tell me you in your right I, state you of mind? You can't blame it on on um, mental illness. I knew what I was doing. I, I know the choice that I was I making is what I mean. I didn't blame it on mental illness. <laughs> I said you wasn't in your right state of mind based on what you just said. So you making the conscious decision to fuck a married man? You are not in your right state of mind. You were in somewhere where you was lonely, like I said again, <laughs> desperate or whatever the case okay, may be. I don't know which is one. Probably a better word. Just. For the statement that I just made. Cool. There's a shortage of available men. And the ones that are available have other issues. So I just don't agree with that. It's the truth. I don't I'm agree. telling you it is the truth. I don't agree with that. I'm going to tell, tell you why. Every time I hear someone say there's a shortage of men around. Like there ain't no fucking shortage of men around. Like there's men everywhere. Now you might be in a section where they might be all garbage. They might be, you could probably line up one to 10 and one to 10, or let's say one to 20 and it's like 15 of them that are all bad, but that could be the section that you in. Like, like I had my homeboy that I'm from Louisiana. We came from Florida. We drove up to Louisiana. But you know what was crazy? And I didn't even say this to him. He noticed from where we crossed state lines, the women started to look different. You know what I'm saying? From Alabama, <laughs> Mississippi, Louisiana, their hairstyles, their styles, styles started changing. They started looking a little different, and that was sudden. He had never noticed. You know why? Because he had never been out of Florida. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying to you is that he was like, "Well, damn, I didn't even realize they could look this way." Because you in the same section, homie. Sometimes you got to get out and travel. He thought that that was crazy that we're traveling across state lines and the women started to look better. Mm -hmm. They they hairstyle style started to look a little bit better. More progressive. Yeah, and and sometimes I would tell women a lot of times like if you just in an area, sometimes you might have to broaden it. Like yeah. and and then you'll see it's just like me being in let's say San Francisco, and y'all like. Well, all the men here are gay. What well, is a gay spot? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck do you think you're going to run into? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I would just tell women that I get that, but there are more men. I just feel like y'all get frustrated and y'all give up and then y'all just settle. Yeah, definitely, definitely settle. And I realized in my situation that even though the story I shared was heartbreaking, I also think it was a blessing. Let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. There are more men out there who would have preyed on me catching feelings mm -hmm. than men that would have ghosted me. At first, when I got ghosted, I felt some type of way. Like, this motherfucker ain't answering the phone. He's not returning emails. And I tried every single method of communication there was when I realized, like, he just basically just... It, I crossed the line and he's in this situation and he's trying to protect the situation. And I think later on I had to respect the choice that he made versus him saying, well, damn, she know I got a girlfriend. She's always kept her mouth shut. So the fact that she has feelings, I could probably get A, B, C, D, E, F, G out of her and still be able to keep my situation. I could just now do more based on 
the feelings that she has. So mm-hmm. as an adult, I look back and now I'm thankful that he just didn't take advantage of because he could have literally got all the milk and never bought the cow. Just based on the green light that, hey, I'm starting to feel some type of way. Because me saying, hey, I'm starting to feel some type of way and not addressing that he's in a situation is the same as me saying, I don't care that you're in a situation. This is the way that I feel. I mean, he just sounded like a G. You know, like sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't have women don't meet G's a lot of times. So when they make that's the big problem, when when they meet them type of men, you know, they like, wow, he's doing something different that you that I ain't never seen before. And it's because, you know, the hoodlums that y'all be fucking with sometimes is just it's just it turn y'all situation into something different. Like I, I say to women a lot of times is like if you know your worth. And you know if you pretty and you know if you mediocre, you know, whatever situation that you got going on, different people get preyed on different ways. Like I see beautiful women a lot of times, they be angry that men hollering at them, like just talking to them, just like, you know, hey, mom, can I get your number? See, every time I go somewhere, it's like you act like you don't know how you look. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you was fat or ugly or something like that, you wouldn't be saying those type of things. And... I think that sometimes even with side chicks, they start to self-reflect on themselves and start, they getting it misconstrued a lot of times. They start thinking, is it them? Right. Uh, you know, did I do something wrong? This? No, you just wasn't listening. What about the side chicks that actually don't self-designate? Because if I'm not talking about myself and I'm talking about um, a friend mm-hmm. that I know, she's the actual opposite. Mm-hmm. She would she will encounter a situation and rather not know, mm-hmm. because if you tell her now, she is one person. That if you tell her you have a girlfriend now, she is going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. But if you tell her, hey, I'm in and out of a situation, you, it could sound shady and be OK with her mm-hmm. and will get herself right into that situation rather than being a self-designator. So a lot of we bump heads a lot because I'm like, why don't you just admit that he chilling with her and he chilling with you and it's just cool men don't I, i'm always telling my girlfriend that men can't live with one piece of pussy for the rest of their life anyway mm-hmm. so i'm having that conversation with her saying have a conversation with him find out what's going on and just and, and, and just be a part of the situation mm-hmm. no i don't want that i want to feel like i'm the only one so i'm i say to her so you rather be lied to and she said yes mm-hmm. some women can deal with that type of truth um Y'all live in a fantasy world a lot of times. You know, y'all want everything to go good. So I'm going to say, like, being in denial is common. Like, when I said, like, you know, you just said, well, I'm always in my right state of mind. So you was in denial when you were saying that, you know, you fucking a married man. You was in your right state of mind. I it's was something. in my right state of mind. See, there you go again. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, there you go again. See, that's what I'm saying. It's something I up there. I made a dumb. bad choice. Doesn't mean I was in a bad state of mind. I don't think I was really in a bad state of mind. Denial. No, 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 no. I, I think you too also, Alpha Male, don't ignore the climate that we live in. Don't mm-hmm. ignore women having 
more male friends than female friends in this climate. Don't ignore women being in very powerful situations where you're working with a lot of men. And guess what? Some of those men are married and you're off on vacation or on a business trip with some of these men. Some of these women now are self-designating to put themselves in a power situation. I don't give a fuck about your wife at home. Mm -hmm. We're in Aruba for the week on business. Mm -hmm. You got a big dick. Mm -hmm. I want some. And it's mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. Don't let's not neglect those women who are not vulnerable, who just live in the world we live in. They understand the climate and that climate is OK with them because they're controlling the fucking temperature. I'm not going to sit here, just say it's a bad thing happening to me and make it sound like all the women out there are self-designated are weak because they're not. I think self-designation could be looked at as a very powerful tool. You know, I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about you. See, the difference is I like those type of women that have their power and can stay in their own lane. See, you, on the other hand, <laughs> was trying to figure out why the guy ghosted you. What did I do? I crossed so I don't like to tell you nothing. No, no, no. I'm we throwing it back at me. I'm not throwing it back. We're having a healthy conversation. Like... I'm just saying the difference is, I'm saying like you're not one of the women that could be like, hey, you got that man with me and I'm looking for some of that roguishness that you got. You know what I'm saying? You was trying to like, maybe you was waiting for him to probably, she fall off or bump off because you have women like that. They'd be like, they do the same thing niggas do. Like they'll wait there and be like, they if they having problems... I probably can slide in and see. I just feel I'm not sure, but I'm feeling a lot of heat off that chair over there. Well, no, I think for me because and I and I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but I am a guy's girl, meaning I have a lot of guy friends. I am the home girl, mm -hmm. so I feel like. That's one of the gifts that I have is to make a guy feel comfortable. It's one of the gifts I have to be able to have a conversation homeboy to homeboy and be a girl. Mm -hmm. So when I'm asking or inquisiting about your wife or situations at home, it's not to find out if you have a problem, if there's a crack in the building. Mm -hmm. It's just to be a friend. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, and, and keep in mind, like I don't really believe in that platonic shit when I hear women say words like that. Um, often, like that's how y'all trip and fall on a lot of dicks. Um, not and when I say a lot of dicks, I don't what? mean I, I don't mean that's how y'all often trip on a lot of dicks. And when I say a lot of dicks, I, I'm talking about multiple you know women. I'm not talking about like y'all falling on dicks like back to back this and that. I'm just saying like y'all always talking about well that's my homeboy or that's my you know we we can talk about this this and that. And every once in a while y'all be like you fucking one of them. You know what I'm saying? If, I ain't never fucked none of my friends. You know what I'm saying? But some kind of way, women always talking about, well, there was this one time. and But it didn't really mean nothing. We was kind of caught in a situation. And he was drunk and I was drunk. And I was like, oh, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It would be like that type of shit. Like, that's why I don't really believe in that platonic shit. The funny thing is, once you get a chick that's self-designated, and that's your ride or die, the chick that you go back and fuck every two months, that's the chick that you call your homegirl. In the situation where yeah, it's reversed. I don't got nobody like that. I didn't say you. I meant in general. <laughs> that's the chick. That's your homegirl. That I one that's it. been around through I all your it. fucking relationships. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I just want to point one, one thing out before we move to the next topic. 
You said like you had like homegirls that sometimes they don't designate. They live in their own world. Yeah. The reason I respect that, that they live in their own world and they in, are in denial is because at least those women don't, they know where they supposed to be. They don't come out the other side scorn. So even though they want to live with that lie for just that moment, it's cool for them. And when it's over, it's, it's done versus women that's sitting there trying to blow up your spot. And when shit don't go their way or you decide to part, they are giving up everything. Well, I, that's one thing that I, I relate because I didn't do that. I never blew up his spot. Gotcha. You know? But anyway, we're going to switch to the next topic of the night. And that is the thin line between control and respect. Now, this got a lot of hits on social media because it actually came from a meme. That I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but to keep from getting out my phone and reading the meme, it basically said um, that telling your husband where you're going, who you're with, and when you're coming back is not him being controlling, it's you having respect. Mm -hmm. um, and there were a lot of comments on this post, kind of half and half, but one that really stuck out to me was that both parties need to agree on this. Mm -hmm. If one has to ask the other for anything on that list, where are you going, who you with, when you gonna come back, if they have to ask, then there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because one person isn't volunteering to the other, then it's not okay for the other person to ask. And I did not respond to her on the actual thread because I think I probably would have had too much to say to her to put it in writing. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to use this opportunity because I totally disagreed. Mm -hmm. The reason why I totally disagree is because women work really, really hard in the beginning of a relationship to show a guy that they're submissive, they keep their house clean. It's like all these things come so natural to you. You know your vagina's supposed to smell good. You know you need to keep your nails and your hair. Like, you have all this intelligence. But just that one thing, you it's like they it's like almost like they were raised in a, a new generation where telling your husband where you're going and when you're coming back or your boyfriend just doesn't come natural to you. I, I Because when I was reading this, that both parties have to agree, I have never sat down with my spouse and him say to me, now listen, when you leave the house, you need to let me know where you're going. I, that would be weird to me. Mm -hmm. It was something that I already inherently knew. You know why? Because my mama checked in with my damn daddy. So in the fact that we were even having a conversation that there was a comment like that, I was like really blown away. Now she is younger than me. Mm -hmm. Okay, and she is, I think she's Jamaican. Mm -hmm. So I think just she gets a cultural pass because I think things in Jamaican household are a lot different. But then again, I'm thinking to myself, not really. I thought Jamaican women were real submissive because a Jamaican man will whoop your ass. Mm -hmm. So I'm really confused. But I, it threw me back that something as natural as having that type of innate knowledge that you're supposed to tell your spouse, especially women, woman to man. Mm -hmm. Where you're going, who you're with, and when you're coming back. I just didn't understand why that, why she thought both parties need to have an agreement that it had to be a conversation because I definitely disagree with that. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. This is very funny. Um, I'm gonna tackle this like this. Um, it's different strokes for different folks. 
and this is another situation of it being situational. I think is, I, I think a lot of times when women and men, I think they kind of gravitate towards their same type of woman that they would choose, not necessarily look, but just attitude. Not necessarily look, but it might be more on the, the level of the woman. Is, uh, let, let's say for a guy, I typically go for more submissive type women. Right. Um, I would never go for the one that's in the club, that's loud, smoking a cigarette, uh, fighting every week, drinking. Like, I typically ha don't even encounter those type of women for me to be like, hey, I'm going to smash or some shit like that. And vice versa for women. Women, I feel like they typically mess with the same type of man. With that being said, when you're talking about, you know, where to go, um, where are you going? Where you who are going? You with? Who you with? And all that type of stuff. Um, now I'm tackling this from. She's saying from her, from that, her point of view that she feels like it has to has to be a conversation, and both parties need to agree that that's what they're gonna do. But is she saying that she have a problem saying that or not saying that? I think she just has a problem with it being requested from her mm -hmm. and not. Giving, getting it back from the other person. Like, if you're going to ask me who I'm with, where I'm going, and when I'm coming back, then I should be able to ask you the same three things. And you know what? I don't necessarily disagree mm -hmm. because while my spouse does say, hey, I'll be back, I'm not one to be like, hey, where you're going? Mm -hmm. But one day I might. Mm -hmm. And because I always tell him where I'm going, the one day that I might say it, I don't expect there to be a problem. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I kind of agree with her, but I disagree where she was saying it needed to be a conversation because I do believe in my heart of hearts that this is just something that a woman is supposed to know. You can't, there, you can't tell me that a relationship runs successful for six months in the beginning with the people not knowing who's going and who's coming back, where they slept the night before. So you can't tell me in the beginning of a relationship that you built a solid foundation not telling the other person your every move. I hate to say it like that because no one wants to hear that you're telling your man your every move and you want to know his because it's unsaid. You just don't talk about it because when you do talk about it, it does sound crazy. Mm -hmm. But when it's just something that you do, like, hey, babe, I'm going to the store. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. That's normal. But when you focus on it and say, hey, I need you to tell me where you're going. I want to know who you're with and when you're coming back. Yeah, when you have to have a conversation about it, it does sound controlling. Mm -hmm. But when it's something that you just wake up and naturally do, that is not being controlling. That's you showing respect. Mm -hmm. So I think the difference between the two, is it contrite? Is it planned? Yes, if it's planned, it's controlled. If you're doing it because that's you, you are definitely showing respect. It's how you were raised. It's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. I've never had to have somebody tell me to let me know where I was going. I've never had to have that. Mm -hmm. I already knew that I, I just did it because I saw my mom do that. Now, I will say this. There have been times where I've forgotten. Like if I had a whole bunch of errands, like I'm not at Winn-Dixie in the parking lot going, hey, I'm leaving Winn-Dixie and I'm going to the nail shop. And then after I'm leaving the nail shop, I'm calling you again saying, hey, I'm leaving the nail shop and now I'm going to go through the drive through at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Now, I've, those dots, I'm not connecting, no, mm -hmm. because I think that could be overkill when you're out adulting. Mm -hmm. But that could also be looked at as disrespectful if you're in a situation that's deemed controlling. Mm -hmm. You understand how the, the line now could be very thin. Mm -hmm. It's not there, but I understand. 
I understand exactly what you're saying. It's not thin at it's all. It's not thin. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not thin. It's not thin at all. Um, I, I hate, but I always have to do this. I have to give analogy. So I'm going to give this analogy to kind of bring me into my segue of talking about this particular thing. Um, there was a couple of things that you said that stuck out to me. You said one thing was um, you will tell your spouse everywhere you go. And it's not a problem. That is just something for you that you just do. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you don't ask him where he going. Yeah. But one day that you might. And you don't really see anything that would be wrong with that. Right. So I'm going to tackle this this way. Um, I think in this world, people forget, you know, that. They think that like this world is fair and it's like it's fifty fifty. So they so no, you don't. So just just chill out. Um, And they think that this world is fair and they think things are fifty fifty and this and that. But I also want to remind people of there's a reason why certain things go on like that. So we'll take children for instance. Um, I happen to have two kids. Um, Have a boy, have a girl. Okay, let's say for instance for my son. My son is the type of person that I would probably say those things to. You know what I'm saying? Where you going? What, you need to be back at this time. You need to be here. You need to do this. And for my daughter, I might not necessarily say those things to her. Hey, Dad, I'm going to go somewhere. This is that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Call me. Whatever the case may be. And she'll call me. And I might not do the same thing. And my son said to me one day, that's fucked up. How come I got to always say where I'm going, but she ain't ever got to do it? And this is where we come into the classification of what kind of person you are. See, these things come up because of what kind of person you are. It's not about controlling or any one of these things. It's really boiling down to what kind of person you are. Well, the reason that you have to tell me everywhere you go, because every time you go somewhere, your ass is in trouble. Every time you are gone for a significant amount of time, some shit is happening. And the reason she don't have to do that is because I don't get credit. I don't get those type of calls. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out where your motherfucking credit is with that person. So that's why I had to break an, an analogy down, because I understand what you talking about, where you're talking about with respect. But sometimes your mate know you better than you. Like, I know my girl, Clessy. I know that she could probably crash in a mere matter of seconds of, of her just not telling me where she at. Not saying that she need to, I need to know every move of where she going, but I could at least say if I needed to backtrack, okay, so from Publix to the workspace, if she was anywhere and an accident could have happened, it could have happened right here just in case she can't call me based on just saying, hey, my phone died or I was in a car crash or whatever the case may be. So sometimes having that knowledge could be good just on a respect in. And on the flip side of that, the man might be a responsible person. So the woman might not necessarily have the need because I feel like when women ask those questions to men, they just don't trust the man. Well, the nigga sneaky or this and that. Where you going now? It, those type of questions come up when there's some trust broken. And it, now there's no longer a respect thing going on. It's just like, you know, well, I ain't telling you where I'm going because you don't tell me where you, you going. Go. So it's really more of like there's not a respect thing going. Trust is broken in this problems in that relationship. When I'm asking where you are going, 
I'm asking based on because I know my mate and I also know if my mate is friendly, overly friendly, got people that can take advantage of her, got friends that can take advantage of her. And sometimes you might need to use me as a shield. That has nothing to do with that. It's just that that man knows that, hey, my woman is probably a softy and someone could come with a puppy and she might just melt and be in a situation like, you know, damn. You was gone from six o'clock. Well, I stopped by my cousin's house, and my cousin had a problem with my with her dog. That had to take the dog to the vet. Like it be some shit. Like you could have stopped from get go because someone took advantage of you, and that's why those questions come up of where you going, where you at, all that type of shit. Because if she had called a man before you went to those steps to go through all that shit, he'd have deaded so, it. He'd have so you deaded your ass home. He'd have deaded that shit right then and there. Uh, tell your cousin that uh, there's Lyft, Uber. <laughs> Any of the above, you she paying gas, like, and also sometimes it get your significant other to thinking because it also sometimes people think too quick and they just react. Like there's impulse buyers and there's impulse movers, and they just move for just anything. Someone can give them any type of story, this and that. Like, and sometimes it don't happen in reverse for the man. Like for me, a lot of people don't ask me questions. Because typically they'd be like, well, I know the answer to that question. Because it's just because of just my demeanor. Yeah. I think what you said was real interesting. That you said men and women will ask for different reasons. This is really, 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 really juicy. Because now I feel like now reading that comment back, I feel like there's some heat underneath that. Of course. And I think that it... it she said, because both of us need to know. But you're right. I, if I'm thinking about my particular spouse... When he asked me where I'm going, like, he needs to know from point A to point B. That's just the way that he is. And I could see him because of my character. I move too fast or what have you. And when I ask, if I'm asking him, you're right. I'm making a clear statement by saying I never ask him where he's going. When he was like, I went out, I'll be back. I, my, my never, ever have I said, where are you going? Ever. So when I do, you're right. I feel like it would be from a place of just so something shady. I mean, being nosy, of uh, something. It's not from the same. Yeah, it's part. not. It's not from a genuine space. Exactly. Because a lot of times, exactly. if if I'm asking, like, if I'm asking my lady, like, where they going or stuff like that, it it might be out of concern. And a lot of things happen. And I've had situations happen to me in my life where I've learned that. Like, my ex, my ex-girlfriend was raped. And I used to be the type of person that kind of didn't ask, like, where she go or where she did and did things. And I became that after that situation. Because it could have took me a split second for me just to be like, where are you going? And she could have said, well, I'm going down on the cornerstone on 36th Street and this and that. And I would have said, don't go down there because it's a bad place for you to be in. But because I didn't do no. that... Mm. A situation happened to her, and now I realize that sometimes, and and just knowing her character, she just was a a nice individual. Where and people don't realize, and especially women don't realize that women get preyed on a lot because you have that type of shit coming off of you. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not something that you can necessarily control. Can't nobody control how nice you are or what makes you sad or what makes you want to help people or what makes you want to go this extra mile for them. But just because you will do, 
that doesn't mean that you have to for every individual. And that's why a lot of times when men ask those type of questions, where you going, who you with, and that type of shit, is because, one, and you might not agree with it, but I'm a firm believer. Birds of a feather flock together sometimes. And if you have a bad seed in your goddamn clique or whoever it is, let's just say a friends, mm -hmm. it doesn't take much for your friend to, to kind of stray, you. to influence you and stray you off like a different path. And it mm -hmm. could be like that for men too. Mm -hmm. If your man, for instance, is the leader in his clique of what he do, you kind of might look at that like, well, none of his friends can influence him because he's the leader of the clique. So they typically asking him for, for a situation. So, I agree with her to a point, but that last statement that she said, I don't feel like that's out of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect is it, respect is one of those things that when you earn respect, people give respect. You know, and if it's a place from malice, then I feel like someone would know if it's from a place of malice. If someone, if my lady was to ask me, well, where you going? Or, or you going to be out this late? This Even that, you saying she, that sounds negative. Yeah, she's not asking me because she give a fuck like that I'm at the bar or some shit like that. It's just that I might be with someone she just don't fucking like. I might I might be with my homeboy that she just don't fucking trust. Might have not did nothing to her. It's just that she just don't want me with him. And that's where all those type of questions come from. I'll tell you what has been a very hard thing for me personally. Have making moves like I make, being submissive, telling my spouse where I'm going from point A to point B, being in at certain times, not taking calls after a certain hour. I've been met with a whole bunch of different things that I've had trouble confronting, like me being in a past abusive situation. People will see signs like that. Well, wait a minute. You telling this motherfucker your every move. Are you getting your ass toe up? No. He's never hit me. You know what I'm saying? But my friends are going to ask that because I'm in, I went from a controlling situation to another controlling situation. Even though I'm not being controlled, it still looks like control because of my past. Mm. Also, um, me having a lot of guy friends and being out at night in the club and being around the power players, being a power player myself, being in a relationship, I've been met with, well, damn, he just came in and kind of shifted your own, your whole shit. And even though I'm outspoken, I've had a time talking to them like I talk to the audience at Relations, being able to back, <clears throat> back those things up. The only thing I was able to say when I was challenged was I used to be in a relationship where, yes, I was controlled, but that motherfucker didn't care about me. Now I'm in a situation where I don't feel like I'm controlled. I feel like I'm being cared for. That was really the smartest thing I feel like I said. Mm -hmm. Now, whether someone has a light bulb moment, I don't know. Because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I had a light bulb moment. It was just I felt cornered. And that was the only thing I could say to make people understand the type of control situation I was in mm -hmm. or I say controlled situation not under control but my environment is I'm not gonna lie my environment is very controlled situation I'm not out past a certain time I don't take phone calls past a certain time I don't have people in and out of my house like people would look at my situation if they're comparing where I was to where I'm at now they would say I'm in a pretty controlled situation not a controlling relationship mm -hmm. but my environment runs pretty much like it's just it's a, a tight ship. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I do. You know what I would tell your friends? I would ask them honestly, if they being honest with themselves, 
what relationship have they been in unless they was really with an Omega or Beta or some shit like that. But I ain't never met a woman in no situation dealing with a alpha man, like a real man, and not being in a, con in a control situation. I love my mama to death, but my mama goes with an alpha male. And that's, that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So she checking in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. my mama. Like, if you dealing with a man that's a man's man, every in. woman is in that type of situation, whether it's good or bad. Some situations are bad and some situations are good. But to me, I look at that just like anything else in this world. You can have water and it could be good for you. You could drink too much of that shit and die. It's a matter of how you can. It's a. It's a matter of how you control it, and that's just I like just what it that. is. Like there's men that can have control over you and know how to master what's going on, and then they have men that can that have control of you and Destroy abuse you. the control. Yes, and that's just what it is. And women sometimes just can't recognize, you know, that part. Right. So you know, that's what I would say to your friends. That's saying something like that. It's the thin line between control and respect. If you have a story that's anything similar to what we're talking about tonight, make sure you comment, like, and share. And you might hear us read it on the next show like we're going to do right now. So we got a new segment that's coming in. And this I, I, we're going to call this section. It's called Tap In. Tap In. And this is from here. I want y'all to send me the stories that y'all have, things that y'all experience, and things that y'all got going in. Y'all just tap in with your boy. You can either email me at spadeperry at gmail.com. You can DM me or Kana Lasseter on Twitter, and we will read some of the comments and stories that you, that you have. So, with that being said, I'm going to read the first tap in, and this is going to be one of, the, one of the things that I got myself, and I felt like I just had to read this. So, the story goes on like this. One of my co-workers got herself into a scandal. She's been married for 20 plus years. She goes on international trips to have sex with her boyfriends overseas. She sends one of her African boyfriends a video of her sucking someone's dick, and that is not her husband. He sends that video to her husband, plus another video of her and the husband fucking. And she comes clean and tells the husband everything, but she's been doing this for the last 15 years. The question is, can you forgive someone that's still married to be, <laughs> to be married to this person? <laughs> I... I, I. I appreciate the question, and I do, I do think it comes from a genuine place because I think the listener is like, "Hey, Kana and Spade are pretty open. They might have a complete different opinion than what I have. Gotcha. We don't. She should. He should get the fuck away from this chick." Now, hold on. And there's a plot twist on this because there's a there is a P.S. on this. So the P.S. goes. The twist is her car her car got stolen from the airport after she met up with the African, and she fucked him in the bathroom. Uh, it's, it's so much to this story. His car was found in, uh, found in Miami. They took everything under the hood. The African guy now is asking her for $10,000 and for, and $10,000 for her to get the rest of the videos. And if not, he's going to release it on Pornhub. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> she needs therapy. First of all, tell your friend. To seek therapy because there's something going on. I mean, if she's been doing this for 15 years and she fucking it's not international a friend of mine. dick. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, I know. But the, okay. from the 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 friend of oh, the, okay, gotcha, the gotcha. commodore 
or the person that sent in the story. Like, I, I to not be mean and to be completely open, I feel like this person has issues because she's done it for so long. Mm-hmm. She's done it for 15 years. Most definitely. And she's done some things that I feel like are not easy to do. Um, make videos with people. Um, sending nudes. She is what I would call somebody who's living on the edge. She is addicted to sex. It's like sticking a needle in your arm. Some of the things that she's doing are signs of her being, I feel like, she's addicted mm-hmm. be, when you start doing things that are risky that's what i'm looking for the, the things that she's doing are very risky behaviors making videos sending news things that come back and now they have come back in the amount of blackmail i'm gonna release this to Pornhub, or you gotta give me ten thousand dollars i would say you already told your husband welcome to Pornhub. let it fly let it go don't give his ass ten thousand dollars you might as well be on Pornhub anyway mm-hmm. there you have it um Risky is not the word that I would use. <laughs> um, as I was reading this story, there's a lot of shit going on in my head. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the first things that, that, that I said is, I'm surprised this bitch still alive. Um, I'm surprised the husband ain't do something to her. Uh, that's a little bit too much. And I do risky. agree. And I, I do agree with you. Um, she has a sex addiction. addiction. Like uh, she's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect words. <laughs> because look here, um, to be doing that for that long amount of time, she definitely is getting some type of rush out of that. Yeah. But that is just too much going on. And honestly, if I was the husband, um, there was this um, I can't remember what movie it was, but but it was one where he was like. I'm filing for divorce, and that's exactly what we'll be having. Because uh, if he ain't kill it, uh, that there's no way that marriage can survive. That no. I don't think so. No. He would, he he would just be off his rocker, like if he stayed with that. If I got a video from someone anonymously, and it's my woman. Look, them, 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 she won't even be able to get in. The doors will be locked. All her shit'll be out on the front lawn. She ain't getting in the door. That shit is over. O V E R, and so is relations. Make sure you follow me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Kana Lassiter. Hey, it's your boy Fifty One Spade, Alpha Male G O D. I want to thank everybody for tapping in and tuning in into the show. I hope y'all enjoyed yourself. Y'all can hit me on both platforms, Twitter and IG. You're looking for the shirts, Alpha Male God Creations. Peace. <laughs>